0: This is, is the is Show. show, show, show. Oh, I feel really good now. Three. Keep drinking that oh. footage.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you do, you have one thing that's unique. You have the ability to make, to make art. And when things get tough, this is what you should do. Microphone check, one, two, one, two. Make art. Microphone check,
0: one, two, one, two.
1: I hope to get it, I'm sick of explaining history I'm rolling with
0: a circle of winners, we claiming victories Yeah, come on It's about to be the realest shit you ever heard we yeah, are in a transitional world, bro right
2: Yeah, it's just basically going for it, you know I Sometimes, you, know, you think about getting hurt or slamming, but, you know, it, it happens. It's skateboarding. It it's happens game, every day. Yeah. People
0: are worried about skateboarding and the skate state of the industry. Yeah. The truth is, we are the industry. Yeah. Skateboarders are the industry. Experience, I guess, just because there's, like, I've never seen, like, that many skaters in one place just, like, it's like we, it's like take, we over take over the street. street. All right, what's up, guys? We're back. We've got another episode. Um, maybe you guys noticed in the last episode, we finally got the intro and the outro figured out. We got some Westgate quotes in there, and we got, um, is the headphones working? I don't think mine are working. Let me see. Sorry about that. No, no worries. No, they're working. You just gotta get them in there. Oh, okay. They're in there. All right, so oh yeah, yeah, okay. we got the we got an intro now to the podcast. We got an outro. We got all the show notes. Thanks to thanks to Travis and Daniel and James from uh, Royal Decca. Those guys hooked it up. So um, very hyped on the last episode. And uh, yeah, we're gonna do the commercials. We got Solstice Skate Shop, um, 102 William Street, New Bedford, Mass. Um, both my guests today, Rob Pont and Donnie Barley both know about solstice donnie what do you guys say one word to describe solstice radical yes (laughs) rob what do you got to say original hell yeah jv's the man um how long is the shop 17 years now
1: yeah 16
0: 16 and change yep yeah it's been around for a long time uh they built quite a skateboard scene um jv's the man if you're ever in New Bedford, Mass, you got to stop there and hit No Problemo. They got a DIY spot under the bridge. Patty's Hot Dogs right there. All Skater owned Skater Run. I'm really always hyped on New Bedford because where else is there a one block where you got three businesses, Skater owned Skater Run, that employs skateboarders and like it's all homies. Um, so yeah, New Bedford, Mass, Solstice Skate Shop, check it out. And then we got obviously uh, All I Need skateboards. All um We're working on the New England Am, which Donnie's gonna judge. Yeah, can't Thank wait, you. can't wait. Yeah, gonna be awesome. That's November 22nd. Um, you can go check it out on Instagram at New England Am. Follow along. It's got all the information there, all the sponsors, all the skate shops involved. We're up to about 18 skate shops now. We got over 20 sponsors. Um, I don't know. I don't think we've really ever had a contest that unite this many skate shops. In the New England area. You guys, Doing good things, Anthony. What about... The only other one I can think of, but I still don't think it's on the level, is remember Shred for Mike? Yeah, remember those that ones? was tight. That those was were rad. really rad. Skater Island had some stuff. Yep. But I don't know. I really like the idea of bringing all the skate shops together and kind of uniting the industry. That's the whole plan with It's like get everyone under the roof. Everyone can meet each other. All the kids can skate it out and just... You know what I mean? Like just kind of... I'm so
2: psyched. Put man. a stamp on it, yeah. yeah and dude, Zara's so coming too to
0: judge. Dude, <sighs> hyped.
2: Super psyched you're doing it, Anthony.
0: Um, yeah. So all I need skate. You can follow on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. It's all all I need skate. That's the handle for everything. Website, simple, easy. Check it all out. Um, watch co-
1: watch Corey Goon in footage. Yes,
0: please do. Corey Goon is a beast. Uh, I just posted some stuff on uh, Instagram of him as well. Um, yeah, Goonin kills it. So yeah. That's the end of the commercials today. Uh, We're going to get into it. We got Rob Ponce, who's a friend of mine, and also just been in skateboarding for a long time. Honestly, I'm going to learn a bit today, because I don't know everything. I just know you through repping, and through Jay, and through the shop. And then um, we got Donnie Barley. He's back. (laughs) Round two. Round two. Hell yeah. Sight. You were like one of my first guests, I think. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure you were, like, if not Early the on. first guest. Fucked
2: yeah, up. I like the the podcast format stuff. You know, it's cool. It's uh, something that I think is probably going to catch on over time, maybe. And yeah, I don't
1: know.
2: It's fun. I it, like it.
0: I love it, man. It's the best way you can be direct with the people that listen. I have people hit me up all day long, like, oh, I listen to your podcast while I'm at school or when I'm doing my homework or I'm driving across the country. Like, I have dudes hit me up, like being like I love Ramsey he's the funniest dude like you know what I mean like crazy I look at the downloads and where they're coming from too and it's all over the world it's not just the US which trips me out to think that we're talking now and there's people over in countries that I've never been to that are downloading and listening so it's pretty rad man I think it's the way everything's going you gotta be independent you gotta build up your own network no one's gonna do it for us as you've seen with everything in this country the government does not give a shit when things hit the foot, when the shit hits the ceiling, they don't help you out at all. You're on your own. So I think with the podcast, having like a voice, and then you can kind of build from there and do whatever you're working on. You know. So, but yeah, let's get into it, Rob. I want my first question that I was thinking of when I was driving over here was like, I, w- I just want to know how you got your first skateboard. Like, what even brought you into skateboarding? What got you hyped? How did you even think of that as something to do?
1: Um. That's a. I I moved to (laughs) Rhode Island in like uh, I'd say 1983. Damn, I was one years old. And uh, (laughs) so once we moved there, and I started to get acclimated with uh, the kids in my neighborhood, um, they were kind of pushing around on you know store bought like shitty plastic fucking skateboards
0: Kmart specials yeah
1: and they were like uh, I think the one I first got was called like a coyote and it was a, a blue it was a blue plastic Donnie's sure. just shaking his head sure like you I think I
0: remember <laughs> it was, a, it was a
1: little it. blue plastic thing with like um, you know roller skate wheels kind of and the trucks were they didn't have a base plate they were kind of mounted into the what the fuck into the the bottom of the board and the bottom of the board had like grooves in it yep. for the trucks to get bolted. In. Is it plastic? It was, the whole thing was plastic. Yeah. yeah. Was like the, the did the base plate come out in plastic? There like wasn't really the even a base plate. It okay. was just like a the axle was kind of bolted into this weird <laughs> slat in the in the plastic. So it's safe to say a skateboarder didn't design this thing. No, I mean it was just like you know like a hardware store kind of skateboard. Did you um, buy it? My, I don't even know where it came from, honestly. I have no idea. Because I don't think my parents bought it. It just kind of was there. And uh, so my, I noticed my neighbors when I moved to Tiverton, Rhode Island. They were going up and down the street on these boards. And the only thing I had in my garage was this blue board. And I kind of just took that and tried to go up and down the street.
0: Were these kids older than you? Yeah. Hell yeah. 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 yeah.
1: My, all my... Neighbors were older than me, and then so as the years progressed, they kind of they started. It was kind of like a punk rock, like they were all Mohawkie and like.
0: Was it like Pennywise and fucking no? Religion just before those guys that, were, yeah, way before that. Oh, okay.
1: Those guys were <laughs> probably in diapers then, too. Um, <laughs> this was like, like fast forward like a year after I was there. They were the guys that were like considered good in the neighborhood were starting to ride, like, maybe at that time they were doing, like, Vision, I think. Oh, Vision shit. And, Full like, circle, man. <laughs> and, like, uh, you know, Powell. And the the guys in my neighborhood, though, were super big on a company called Skull Skates because that was, like, the most punk rock thing. I've heard of them. But they used to skate in, like, combat boots and shit. Like, it fuck? wasn't really, I don't think, back then about, like, doing tricks or anything. It was more about, like, pushing around with, like, a weird look. Like,
0: yeah. My no. friend, my friend Jason Finari, when I was growing up, he had the fucking mohawk that you're describing, but he'd use rubber cement. I don't know if that's normal. <laughs> and he had the combat boots. And he, like, it wasn't about the tricks. It was just like, that's what he did. And he was that dude. I and, think it
1: was kind of like a look or something. <laughs> yeah, like a trend. <laughs> but I mean, I'm talking, you know, this is like 86, in my neighborhood. Um, so, like, it back then it seemed like a lifetime but within a year you know i went from like the plastic board to to like getting these guys their um cast off boards like when they were done with them i would buy them for for five or ten dollars sick off of them the decks and by then i had like a volterra which was like a that was a it was like a kmart brand type of it was, like, an even lesser degree of, like, a Veriflex.
0: Oh, my God.
1: <laughs> so, Volterra was, like, you know... the
2: Nash, Volterra. Yeah. And then the next stage up was, like, a Veriflex. Right, exactly. So, and it then, was, like...
1: So, were there, like... Was it... You were
0: getting these shitty boards because you didn't know about, cool like, core skate brands? Or was it just there wasn't any? I, think, I don't know.
1: No, they were there. I think I was kind of simultaneously finding out about skate culture while I was... Yeah. Hanging out with these guys and stuff. And they would give me their old magazines and shit. And I would kind of look at the magazines and be like, oh, fuck, I'm blowing it. I have like a, <laughs> a plastic coyote board. I need to start getting like something with grip tape. Yeah. You know, and, instead of just like whatever the fuck I was riding. You're like, I should probably stop grabbing mall grab too. This is weird. I, well, back then <laughs> I didn't even think there was a such thing. But like they – so they um, – I would start buying their old – once I had the Volterra, I had these, like, shitty trucks and wheels. Well, like, you had trucks at that point because you didn't have trucks before. It was mounted right, right. to the board, so... <laughs> so once I got the, the Bradley's board um, that had trucks and wheels on it that I could actually dismantle off of that, I would buy their shitty old boards and...
0: Uh, you probably felt like a pro when and you And put, put those one on.
1: shitty trucks onto their old boards. Hell yeah. And be we like, oh my god, and, like... Um, yeah, they... I don't know, they... I just started to, like, get in tune with, like, oh, fuck, I need, like, a real deck. I can't just have this, like, shitty deck.
0: Were they doing tricks, or was it just, like, you're saying, fashion, rolling around, like... At
1: first, it was a lot of them doing kind of just, like, a look. But then, as time went on, like, they... A couple of the dudes would actually be able to do stuff. Like, oh, they okay. could ollie. You know, and they could... They could ollie over... Like, if you put your board on its side, they could, they could ollie over it. And I was fucking... Blown, blown away, away by yeah. that. I was like oh my god You just jumped over that board Holy shit It's like magic It was literally Like A fucking magician Just I was like you just jumped over that board yeah. no like Motor or.
0: Like- <laughs> I remember the first time too I was like holy shit My friend did a kickflip And I just didn't even know You could ollie at that point I was just ass riding around You know And he did a kickflip And I was like You just fucked my head up Yep I don't Does know if me, they sorry. I don't know if they can hear that But let's just tell the people. Donnie's the asshole with the (laughs) (laughs) iPhone. Somebody's blowing me up right now. All right, I want to ask. So, did you know? When did you find out? Were you guys? Because you're just talking about Rhode Island, right?
1: Or Connecticut? Well, people think Rhode Island's really small, but it's not that small. Well, it's the
0: smallest state. Let's be honest. It
1: is the smallest (laughs) state, but that doesn't mean that. Even to this day, like when I drive through it, I see farms and shit. and I'm like, oh yeah, Rhode Island has farms. Yeah, there's parts where you're like, what the fuck? Man, there's I there's parts of
0: Rhode Island that are so hick and like. There's parts of Fall River. You go to Fall River and it's like concrete as shit, and then you turn a corner and there's cows by the ocean. I'm uh, like, if you go
1: what towards the fuck like Town or something, it's like this is Fall River. What? Yeah. <laughs> Did, but, you know, did you know about Donnie?
0: How, like, what I'm trying to say, was Donnie already, were you already doing your thing? Like, were you sponsored? Did you know about any of the dudes I, around No, I think
1: he might have been, I mean, I'm not that much younger than him, so I think he wasn't, he Same was thing. a little, same ahead, age. I found a little of of plastic
0: like, board in the
2: trash, kind of similar, you know,
1: and just I was listening
2: a to Kiss and ACBC.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's the thing, too, you I know? was listening to, like, the lamest Kind of come hair on, rock. Come and on! Yeah. Once these guys got a hold of me, same with me. Same with you. Yeah. They were like, they Kay. handed me tapes, and literally the first time I heard the Ramones, I was like fucking scared. Okay. I was like, what the fuck is this? Like, it scared the shit out of me. And they were like, you know, giving me tapes by. They're like, here's this band called TSOL, and I was like, they were. It sounded fucked to me because I was, I was listening to like, whatever my mother would listen to in the car. Well, so yeah, the you hair had like Supply a- or whatever whatever's and then, on the radio and, right yeah. christopher cross so like i would listen to what they were listening to and i was scared shitless because <laughs> i was younger but but yeah i'm sure you went through the same thing
2: yeah bad brains descendants yeah all the early but when you heard it the stuff. first time
1: you probably were like what the
2: fuck yeah yeah i remember going to my friend's house and seeing a dead kennedy's record and being like whoa my parents would totally be fucking pissed yep. if they saw that <laughs> yep cause I remember my mom telling me where she was when J- JFK got shot and like considered that to be like a pretty historical like oh man out. and then these people are, have a band called Dead Kennedys like <laughs> and then yeah that was around the time when um I think that first uh Animal Chin came out Fuck yeah! first video there yeah I don't know, in that era. So that was before around 85, maybe,
1: something. Animal Chin was, yeah, like 86. Yeah. yeah. Yep.
0: Wait, did, did you, um, how long did it take you before you ventured out into, like, skating in the city and stuff? Because I'm sure you just stayed around local, your house and shit at first with the dudes, but when did you start venturing out?
1: Well, so, f- for us, um, we would skate in Tiverton, um, Tiverton, huh? at, like, uh, our elementary school, which was the next street over from my house, Fort Barton Elementary, and it had nothing. It had like a. Sick. I guess what we would call a mani pad back then, but I mean, it was literally like two inches high. Oh, that it was sounds cool good. To, to learn on, I guess. But as soon as one of our group of friends got a license, we would venture into the quote unquote city, which was Fall River, and we yeah. would go to Government Center. <laughs> and Ooh, the bank. You call so, it
0: Government Center? Yeah. yeah. Forever, the one he rolled into. Donnie
1: did. That's the, Government Center. That's yeah. the one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I never so, called it Government Center, but because I mean, for obvious reasons, the walls yeah. were tilted. Yeah. So we would just be like, "Fuck!" So we'd go there, and then they had the benches too, though. So they had all these benches in a row, and uh, you know, back then we kind of just like board slide them because that's kind of all we could do. Um, but then eventually, like a, a bunch of. You know, as time progressed, we could do some shit. That's that awesome. was like our our big city thing to go into Fall River and start exploring spots.
0: Pretty much the the first All I Need video I did that I made when I was on New York, it was like the majority of it is Fall River, pretty Dude, much all. To this of day, it. there's yeah.
1: so many undiscovered spots. For real? Like if you if you have a, a day, which I know people who, like, you know, have to work or whatever. like But if I had a day to just start driving through cuts, like, there's a lot of shit there that's fucking just there for the taking. and
0: There's, like, perfect spots in Fall River. I had a line on a spot. It was, like, over, a, like, a nine-stair rail. I did trigger up a curb. It's, like, a California spot in the middle of Fall River. And for those that don't know Fall River, it's a ghetto little city. It has all these, like, mills. milltown.
2: mill town. Yeah, mills, yeah. and it's all so.
0: kind of, like, run down, and it's trife in areas. But, like, there's a ridiculous amount of spots. And there's hill spots, which I love, because then it's, like, SF and, yep. like, the Seven Hills is in Fall River. Dude. It's fucking rad. It was a thriving, thriving
2: mill town in the middle, in the middle of the century, more like or, turn or the less. turn of the
1: century, yeah. Yeah, turn all of the century. All those places, all those New England towns that were
2: like New production towns, it. you know,
1: like, they were producing cotton mm-hmm. and producing... Textile the, mills. Textile and, mills, so and, you know, Lowell, Fall River, Worcester... Na- uh manchester new hampshire like all
2: these tax- and everything would get put on the barges and float they'd float it down river up river
0: and it would you yeah. know trade it to you know so it was and it's crazy that now they're like kind of shitty <laughs> yeah they're well, times because times have because changed no more, no more
2: work, industries you know? overseas and spread yeah. out in different places for cheaper labor whatever it's
1: crazy but because of that all those structures are still there yeah, so there's like tons of all those cities, like there's tons of skate
0: spots. That's the best thing about the East Coast is that all the old architecture and the, and just just texture, just colors and all the bricks. And like, like I was skating a spot the other day, we were all out, and I was like, we gotta skate this spot just because the colors alone. You know what I mean? It's not like when I go to California, a lot of spots are just real gray, whitewashed, new con- uh, cement. Out here, it's so fucking red. I love it. Boston Providence, that brick red is so beautiful. Yep. It's yeah. amazing. It's awesome, um, yeah. So Fall River, I used to live there, and it was very sketchy. Same here. Yeah, so sketchy. I lived down the
2: left that side was... of Seven Hills for a little bit. Did
1: you? Uh, <laughs> I, was, I was born there, and you know, spent first part of my life there. So no shit, a river rat. We my my parents river. were born there. Fall Rico. Their parents. Fall Rico. Yeah. Fall Rico.
0: Never heard that, man. <laughs> how, how did you guys first meet?
2: Oh, man. I like my 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 memory. That's I think our paths crossed a few times, but when I was renovating Fountain of Youth at the Night Street location, and, right downtown. Is that yeah, it was it? probably yeah. October of
0: '07.
1: No, the first the first location.
0: Oh, the like the house one. Yeah, yeah
1: near the near the the near the Cumberland Street Bank ledge. The, the one Bunk that College. looks yeah, like so the big.
2: Paul's Boutique album cover. Yeah, that yeah. location.
1: Yeah, the OG, the original. <laughs> yeah,
0: that was so sick little kids just skating around and shit and it yeah. just didn't looked out of place so it
2: was awesome. yeah rent was 600 bucks i think hell yeah it was dope but yeah i was like working with bruce juice and johnny carwash trying to like build the place out <laughs> <laughs> and uh we were doing some some long days some late nights and then knock on the door and it was rob he had a, uh his board under one arm and a 12 pack under the other so Classic get
0: dude. in here what's up <laughs> you're, you're crack, welcome in any time
2: <laughs> yeah cracked a beer and like um he he's like, dude, I'm a, you know the deluxe rep. I do you know Spitfire Thunder and and um, I think you were rapping audio maybe or what were you
1: rapping then? I, I before, believe it was Asphalt I, Yacht Club. I think I <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> I think I was just transitioning out of audio into Emeric. Uh, Gavin so with DVS and right. uh Lakai and Maddox. You did yeah. audio. Is that I how did, da- yeah. Is that how Dom Pierre? No, he got on Way Dude, before dogs. I was there Because of uh, Jeff Taylor Oh, yeah Because he right. has a good Good eye for talent so. But
2: I think that um, I remember I can't remember where You and I, I crossed yeah, Over Yeah, we the saw years. each other
1: I used to see you at the edge Skater Island I would see you at In Newport I would see you at SIDS or whatever But I never You would always be like Hey, man, what's up? And I would just be like "It was like get intimidated and walk it's away. Donnie Barley. Yeah. I just, uh-huh. I <laughs> That's how it like, was oh. too. Let's like, make Donnie uncomfortable. I pan out on him all the time. Well, I kind of would just like walk away because I didn't know what to say. Like, hey, okay, bye. Welcome to hell.
0: Oh, I gotta go. <laughs> <laughs>
1: all right. I mean, that was the thing. I shaved my head
0: and died it at as you.
1: But, <laughs> so, yeah.
0: I do pop shove <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God, dude. <laughs> pop shove it fifty fifty. The the box at the island because of donnie oh, nice. Pop shove it in general. Just how he's had a good pop shove it, and I was like, I need to pop shove it.
1: You know what? Love it's really shape. hard to have a good, like a proper dude backside prop, uh, pop shove it. It's really hard to
0: kids stanky to, leg
1: to, it all to justify day. Justify that because it's kind of a it's kind of a r- rollerblader trick. It can be. Yeah, it can mean? be. Yeah, yeah. There's a there's a very I can count on one hand how many people in the industry actually have a good pop shove it. That that's not like embarrassing.
0: Stanky leg. Yep. This generation took it the wrong way. They went yep. full stanky leg and then they started doing it into the tray flips and then they oh. got the three shoves which weren't impossibles and it got real stanky. Really?
1: Disgusting.
0: Sorry guys out there that like all that shit. I like <laughs> I like skateboarding, but it, some shit just looks horrible. The three-shove, dude's got to step your shit up.
1: It's I mean, you shouldn't even really do a three-shove. It's got to be an impossible, right? You might as well wrap it. Wrap if you it. To do it, right?
0: Yeah. yeah. It's true. It's I love true. impossibles. I agree. And it's Pull hard to find me. a good rap. <laughs> I can't even do it, so I just practice. when I do three-shoves still. It's embarrassing, but I do them. <laughs> you got to start somewhere, and then you got to polish that turd until it turns into fucking a I learned impossibles from my friend Judd Hertzler.
2: Fucking Judd. Yeah. And he thing? was he was riding a Julian Stranger SMA board with the syringe on it. Yes. Mm. And he had just gotten back from skating somewhere, and he ran into Jeff Pang, who was Fine. doing a What up, and, Pang? What's yeah, up, yeah? yeah. And he was like, dude, this guy Jeff Pang was doing these Impossibles. I think I got it. And he was scooping it and bringing it in and, like, wrapping it proper. And I remember the combination of the blue jeans and then, like, the... Uh, the olive green like um slicker hoodie that he had on Hell yeah. and then that Julian board Is and he had course. half tabs on I think too and dude he can't I forget where he went but it was the illest kit and then he was rapping these impossibles and Judd was like
0: he's a beast
2: too he was um
1: you can't find a good rap these days yeah I how don't be, know. For, how tall that,
0: was that man he was like six foot
2: at least yeah he was three years four years younger than me but he was probably two feet taller than me yeah but uh, um yeah, just whatever that day always stood out because that was like the first time he was going sick on the Impossibles and wrapping them in it. You could hear the tail scrape when he was pulling it in. Ooh,
1: that's and, the good You one. know?
2: And you could just, and then, and, and he was doing them fast too. And um, from that day, like, it's, it was burned in because I knew that that was a chick that I wanted to always own.
1: Hell uh, yeah. Yeah. I always thought, it's a hard one. The secret to Impossibles, I always thought, was to think about it in an up and down motion. Sure. When you're about to, You know, take your front foot off and go to wrap it. Yeah, think about it as literally you want to do it up and down. So you're going to go straight up with it. Sure. And once you kick your foot underneath it, it'll go to the side on its own. Yeah. But once, if you think about it, an up and up and down motion. Yeah, you less shove it. It's more. It it wraps easy. Mm. That's probably what I have to do because it's going to go to the side on its own anyway.
0: Yeah. I don't
1: know that's my two sons on. Well I, learned, I, I it
2: that's exactly how I do it. I down. pretend I have gum on the inside of my ball on my foot like if I stepped in gum and I'm trying to get it off my shoe. Yep. Uh, I pull in just like that, dude. And sometimes when I'm teaching kids how to do impossible's I tell them, "Pretend you have gum stuck to the bottom of your shoe and pull your foot in like that." dude, dude I'm going to Cuz it's different cuz when you do the 360 shove, you're using a little bit of your front foot to get it to guide out. It horizontally instead of vertically yeah so it's a completely different motion you know really I, I
0: realize that like when you do like i like i said i still can't do a proper impossible but i'm getting there up and down one out, yeah one out of ten i can get and it's like oh that was kind of right do we have any video to play back to make sure but uh i realize if the lower i put my foot seems to help i don't know if that it's got to be sense. in the pocket of the tail on, yeah, but I mean, like the front foot. If I bring it back a little bit, I can get the wrap a little better.
1: Some people the go the opposite it depends. way. Some people put them. I mean, back in Tempster the used to always 90s, throw his foot the up. There. Was, they would have their feet on the nose. That seems impossible. So your front
2: me. foot would be eliminated from it, causing out faster. Yeah, and then the board would wrap quicker and ah. easier.
1: I was never one of those people. I always put it in. I put it behind the bolts. Same yeah. with me. Yeah. Always, but there used to be in Eight Street video days. Yeah. Brandon Chaffel and all yep. these other weird dudes. They would literally put it at the edge of the nose, like the tip of the nose, and scoop. Templeton. I, I could never do it that way.
2: But the, the possible tail grab. He would yeah. Every contest, he'd land it every time. Never Did he put it his prep. foot up on
1: the nose? Yeah, the nose, yeah. Nose.
2: yeah he, but he would, he wouldn't, you wouldn't see it in practice, and then you'd see that front <laughs> foot. You'd see he'd head for the pyramid. You'd see that front foot going up toward the nose, and you knew. Yeah. Here comes
0: that impossible tail grab. <laughs> Banger. Yeah, like at the end the best, of his run He has the best one, dude for Oh, sure. bar none bar He none. started a whole trend That's like I noticed when we were Riding for Birdhouse Remember Goman was doing it? It's yeah. cause he looked up to, to Templeton um, Templeton
1: for sure yeah. They all were like Yeah, that's the shit So funny It's funny how there was Like a good Like 12 years Where people It was like dorky To do Impossibles And all of a sudden They came back With a fucking vengeance Yeah and I like. like I, I was still doing them the whole time because it's like one of the only <laughs> things I could really still do like, pro- properly. And like a game Who's of that skate fucking there doing you know, impossibles over there. What's wrong? A oh, fourteen-year-old would be like, "Let's play skate," and i would be like, "Okay." And I would do that, and they'd be like, "What the hell was that?" <laughs> but then, like, fast forward five years later, and like every kid wants to do them. You
0: know? Well, they want. They do three shoves. Oh, we already explained that one. True. It's not an impossible.
1: It's very rare when you see a kid do an impossible. You know what I mean? What I'm saying is they wanted to try to do them because yeah, the trend there came. was people in the spotlight like Dylan Reeder or whoever that were doing you know. sexy ones yeah. if we're talking about Dylan sexy he, ones I mean, he's <laughs> got a good impossible dripping. Of you know, being sexy. He really does got a
0: good one. Oh, hell yeah. He's got oh. a good rap. D- oh, yeah. Dylan, it's funny because I. Lift, re- He's got the
2: wrap and the lift. Yeah, he brings you know? it
0: up on the way yeah, up. Which yeah, it's crazy. He, yeah. he has one of the best ones for all our Over generation. tables and shit. Yeah. 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 I remember Dylan when we rode for Birdhouse and he had the little. He was like the Osiris kid and he had the brace oh God, and he had like right. straw hair and like all I, dark. Think a,
2: I thought about that recently. That's because, right,
1: because he was on a quick. Yeah. I was with you and Reese and all that shit. Yeah, he was on a
2: couple quick quicksilver tours and he was always you know super sweetheart young you yeah. know little ripper kid quiet so good at skateboarding Yeah, yeah. he was he was um he kind of i think you know he just absorbed a lot from the older guys he was on the scene early yeah you know?
0: i mean and fuck so, if people grow up and change and i like that i like when people mature and come into their own personality that's all it that was good He's, yeah that's like,
2: kind of where i was going with it yeah you know? like he basically um It was a matter of time before he was going to grow up, and with all that influence, yeah, Yeah. exactly. With all that influence, he's bound to put it into a direction or his own direction. It's
0: funny because when he when I first met Dylan, it was like he was in that genre with like I don't know who else, like Matt Allen and Matt Paul, and it was this like this weird thing that was going on in skateboarding was little handrail monsters that were copying whatever video came out. I don't know. And they all dressed the same, and they all did front pebbles and backsmiths. It was cool to see people break off and find themselves, you know what I mean? Like, that's part of, like, getting sponsored and being involved in that shit is, like, you look, we watch videos, you're like, I want to be this, and then you find yourself, and, like, but Dylan's was always amazing to me, because he went from that to, like, what he is now, which is so, so different than that. I saw him at the Street League contest
2: a year ago in Portland, Oregon, and I was like, hey, what's up, Dylan? And it was like, I sat down and talked to him for a minute, and... I was like, it's weird. I was like having a conversation with Johnny Depp. Or like,
0: <laughs> or like I don't know. That's why I said he was <laughs> No, sexy. he had this like... <laughs> I said he was sexy earlier. Johnny Depp's pretty damn sexy.
2: No, it was just... No, he was like really mature and he had like... Yeah, you know, I don't know. It was just... Uh, I haven't seen him in 10 years or something. Yeah, and that's how I feel too. Some from videos. Because last you know. time I
0: kicked it with him was the, when he was the little rat. The yeah. little escape.
2: Exactly. Like that rat. And yeah. if I
0: met him now, it'd be like a whole other person, I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, he
2: had like, you know, scruff and whatever. <laughs> it's all grown up.
0: I like that shit. His last video part was epic and it had tits in it. Can't really he... go wrong there. Did you guys see that one? The commercial thing that he did? Yeah, it was like with the... I mean, I wouldn't film the it. Or do. It wouldn't or be or my it? part. I don't know. It had tits in it and it was like he was doing awesome <laughs> That tricks. was his huff shoe, right? Yeah yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I did see that. It was like a... Uh... It was super overdone and dramatic and kind of corny, but like he—he's great at skateboarding and he put tits in there. I, I mean, loved <laughs> I loved it.
1: He's undeniably gifted at skateboarding. So. Yeah. All right, yeah. I want
0: to kind of—I want to kind of get into uh, just the repping, the whole repping thing. How do you, how do you find like? Because I know I actually I just have my homie Conrad on the podcast. Do you know Conrad? Furla
1: uh, white he, one. What's that? White Conrad or black Conrad?
0: Oh, white. white guy. White, for sure. He surfs, snare Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know. He's, he's definitely an original person. <laughs> I love Conrad. I've yeah, never met cool. anyone like Conrad. him. He's so fun. He's cool. Um, yeah. He has a mean Bertelman, too. But he kind of was getting into the repping. How did you get into repping? You went from finding skateboarding to, like, you've been repping for a long time. I uh,
1: I was uh, I had sales jobs before. So, uh, what? Name a few. I'm curious. I was a sales rep for a beer company. Which one? Uh, it was a wholesaler, so I had like a bunch of different brands underneath oh, okay. me. But yeah. um, it was out of Dartmouth. That's it. uh Colonial Wholesale right. Beverage. So they're based off of Reed Road in Dartmouth. And uh, did they, you ever get like a couple six
0: packs after work or something? They, couple. Yeah. <laughs> Good couple. deal. Good deal. Couple. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he looks away.
1: They, uh, so I had like my own sales territory for them and um, I did that for years and years and I just kind of figured that wasn't going to go anywhere or whatever and I started going back to school for other stuff like music music production and whatnot and uh, I ended up like getting another sales job kind of like a day job while I was doing the school thing at night to try to you know pay pay rent basically and um, I got married and stuff And then after I got married um, I didn't know What the fuck I wanted to do Cause like the The field I was trying to go into As far as like Music production and, Or radio production Was like drying up At that time Cause that was when Everything was turning over from Digital Yeah Everything was going to It's like pirating and, and, and everything I mean this was like When Napster And all You know like it wasn't there was all the jobs were drying up for what I just spent all my money. Fuck you, right? Yeah. (laughs) I I just fucked up, I guess. I spent spent all those years for no reason. So, but anyway, um, so a friend of mine who was a rep for, uh, like a big surf brand asked, uh, my wife, if I would be interested in like helping him out and kind of maybe like learning the business or whatever. And at that time, you could make a lot of money repping. It was like a... You know, this was like early 2000s. Yeah. And you could make a shit ton of money like off of quote-unquote action sports. Because the
0: industry was booming was and everything's spreading. On. So yeah.
1: anything surf, especially surf, surf, skate, snow, all that stuff was like kind of going nuts. And I didn't really... I wasn't really going anywhere with what I was doing. So I figured I'd try to work for this guy. And so I did. And whatever one thing led to another he ended up getting moved up into management in into this company um it was, it was actually hurley at the time uh, and so they, were, they were just they were just getting acquired by nike at the time so it was you know he got moved up into upper management so which left the lines that he was doing open and i took a couple of lines and did them on my own what do you mean lines like uh like uh brands okay okay yeah so um so it was like in the beginning. It was like NHS I did and sick. Who was in that one? What's the NHS then? Like? NHS is uh, at the time it was um, indie and Santa Cruz and uh, at the time, I mean, back then it was only indie was like kind of the only thing that was, and they were just starting to bring creature back. Hi, hey. and it was literally the you know the, the the buds of of that were just starting to happen, and 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 the whole craze of like. Kind of the dirty kind of hesh dude was coming back or whatever, so that was kind of on the horizon. And then indie, obviously, is good. At the Fuck time, yeah. they had they had Crux and they had a couple other brands like NorCal, which kind of was. Uh, I still don't really understand that brand, but I remember it. It was just like a t-shirt that says NorCal. I don't know. Yeah, they tried. And they're still doing it. They are. Uh, good yeah, for them. somehow they're still oh. doing it. But, um, but you know, I never Santa Cruz, which I could still do a little bit with Ron Whaley. Ron Whaley was the brand manager for Crux at the time, so he oh, was. Shit. Yeah,
0: I remember um, my first board was um not my first board, but one of my first boards was a Santa Cruz. I can't remember who, but I remember being so hyped on. This is probably when you were repping, when you were working for them, probably because I was so hyped.
1: This I mean, is two thousand-ish.
0: Maybe, maybe earlier. Fuck, I'm so bad at years and time. <laughs> I don't even know what year it is now. I have to
1: <laughs> fuck. But yeah, anyway, so from there on, it kind of just it just like uh, kind of snowballs itself into one brand to another you kind of just like trade up to other brands not trade up but
0: you get other opportunities yeah, you and you kind of just to keep capitalize. Going, you know? I want to ask you why'd you get into sales originally did anyone in your family have sales like experience like what made you think you were going to be the salesman like you could sell shit I
1: never, I'm only asking because I like to know because I don't I, like, I never I, did I, I kind of to this day don't like, sales, like I'm not a salesperson. <laughs> um, the only reason why I did it was because my dad worked at the beer place. And he basically said, like, this is a good job, so take it. Uh. And it wasn't even, you know, at the beer, like, the, the beer sales route, like, there's no... I don't have to fucking sell beer. Like, it sells itself. Yeah, you just go in and go, you want to have a beer with me? So of just, fucking... you're more of, like, an inventory manager, like... Oh, you sold this many this week so I'm gonna refill I'm gonna write you an order for this many to refill it and blah blah. So you kinda of just you're like an account manager more than you're like a salesperson. Yeah. You know, every once in a while they're like, Oh, we have this new cause we work for Coors Brewing and they would be like, We have this new brand that we want you to place in X amount of stores or bars so I'll fucking do it this week, you know. And I would have to go in and use my relationship with these people to be like, Look, we're coming out with this new thing can you please try it? Blah, blah, blah. And you know, most of the people I work with have a, have a good relationship with. So they'll be like, yeah, sure. You know, whereas if I was like a dickhead, they'd be like, no, fuck off. Yeah. Like we're going with fucking
0: Zima. Right. They're way cool.
1: Zima. I used to have to sell.
0: Oh, you did? It was was made by Coors. Oh man. Um, how, how do you, how would you compare the beer industry as far as repping and selling to the skateboard industry? Or the action sports industry? Is it similar? I guess, like, you have to sell way more? That's a... Uh, that's a difficult question. Um, At least the skateboarders drink beer, so it's
1: got that in common.
0: For the most part.
1: Skateboarding is obviously much more fickle. And... It's harder to find a place... There's definitely less volume. Yeah. Um, but... It's our thing is much more reliant on relationships than it is in like the booze world. Booze is booze, yeah. whatever brand it is is going to sell itself. If people want Coors Light, they're going to buy Coors Light, whether you're a douchebag or not. Yeah, yeah. They're going to order it because
0: you know? people want that shit. Right. It's like they want that Brandon, brand. Westgate's dad wants fucking Bud Light all day long. You got to get it to him.
1: But that's true yeah. to a certain degree with skateboarding stuff too. Like people want indie. People want Spitfire, you know, people want whatever. Anti-hero dudes. The, the basic brand, the staple brands. Um, but, you know, you still kind of have to deal with somebody on the other end of the phone or, or walk it through your door. So, I think if you have, you know, the the best person coming coming through, it probably makes it a little better for the brand, you know? like yeah. it, From what I've seen, or from what we've all seen, like, all that shit can end tomorrow like you know gullwing was fucking huge and that ended so like you never know what's going to happen like everybody's like no one's ever going to not want indie or never you know what i mean like
0: it's strange right now in but you never know
1: you never know right Cause now like, strange and skateboarding because fucking 20 years ago you could be like no one's ever going to stop buying gullwing and look at it now. you know what i mean
0: i'll say i'll say this right now about the skateboard industry and i think it's very fucking true I think right now anything is, anything is up for grabs in the skateboard industry right now because it was so neglected. It got so big and high off the hog and all these brands made so much that they just came up with marketing schemes. And that's what became the policy. Let's figure out what, how to buy the coolest rider. They're not, they're not growing anyone up. They're not, they're not. You know, like with Goon and Billy, like I, I took them in. I like showed them the ropes. Like they obviously skate and do it themselves, but I kind of give them the ropes. And I like, like a farm league. You know what I mean? Like yep. you bring them in, you explain it to them, you grow the talent. You know what I mean? You Nurture it from the beginning, and you, you see it through. That's not easy to do. People just shell out money because skateboarding got so big. All these brands have so much money. They just started. It was less about putting their heart into it and more about marketing schemes and buying talent instead of like. Finding a kid and working with them, cause kid, you meet people and they're like angry little kid, and it's like, eh, fuck him. We'll just buy this kid or whatever that won the contest, and then you got hype, and then you can just market it. It's easy. It's way cooler if you. The best skateboarders are like homegrown. You know them because they like they have flaws and shit. So, anyways, I think in skateboarding it got so big, got neglected. All these brands blew it, whether they knew it or not. And right now in skateboarding, I think the most authentic, most genuine. I don't give a fuck what it is. If you're genuine and you're 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 dedicated, you could steal the market share and you, people will follow you. And if you know how to use the technology, social media and all that shit, and you actually have a message and something to say, then you're going to take over the thing because you're going to put the most into it. You're going to be able to share your heart, your thoughts, everything. You know what I mean? Whereas other people are still coming up with marketing schemes and weird fucking gimmicks and bullshit. Like, I see it all day long. The industry's up for grabs is what I'm
1: saying. I mean, a lot of the bigger companies don't want to... Nobody's... Nobody's looking to take time to like nurture talent anymore. No, not they at all. They just want to plug and play.
0: Yeah, yeah. And that's they gonna be their guy, downfall. They, can, they
1: want a guy that can market right away and make money off. They don't they don't care about like growing somebody. But that's what that's where the downfall comes in because it becomes
0: too commercialized and too marketed and kids don't relate to that. They just want that dude that's like, fuck crazy. That's why I think anti-hair is always awesome. And like shit that's authentic. It might not make a bazillion dollars, but it'll be around. It'll have its niche. It'll have a core following. It'll have a foundation built up. You know what I mean? Like brands like that that are authentic and original and you can't like – you They're not trying to do it. They just are doing it. Yep. You know? And I think there's less of that in skateboarding now because of the popularity. And that's why you see these brands that's been around for so long, 20-plus years, going out of business – they don't have their hearts invested. The original people aren't involved. No one gives a fuck anymore. So now all these small brands that are like, fuck it, we love skateboarding. There's no money in it, but we'll just keep it going. Like, I know personally for me, with all I need, I started in a recession. There's no money. I didn't, couldn't even pay my my mortgage. I have a mortgage, and I put it into skateboarding instead of my mortgage. But I was like, fuck it, it's all I need. I need skateboarding, you know? But so, like... That, that, I think, makes a statement to people. You know what I mean? Like, this means a lot. And then you surround yourself with good riders, good people, and then you just keep doing rad shit. Like, go to Cali, throw a contest. Like, cool shit, get back to skateboarding, and then the proof is in the pudding. You see people who love it, they're the ones investing. That's why I think Deluxe has always done great. Because, look at Mickey and Jim. These dudes have dedicated their fucking lives to skateboarding. You know what I mean? Like, even... They're not even my generation, and I know about their their epicness and their what they've given back and all the talent they've nurtured and all the dudes they, they gave me a start. That was one of my first sponsors. I went to Cali and with like Ernie Torres and Leo Romero and Don Pierre and like they gave me walked me through the warehouse and gave me all the free shit yeah. and like shot with Gabe Morford and all these dudes and like but like those that's why they became who they are and are they are a household brand in skateboarding because they're still in love with it, you know what I mean? And it's like a lot of people aren't... There's too many brands coming in because skateboarding is so popular and they just try to buy their way in and it's not going to work. Well,
1: that's It'll work I, for you know, it two seasons. I would say it definitely Deluxe. It has the most staying power, you know, out of all the brands cause because it's genuine and because it's uh, it's not contrived. They're not trying to... They're not trying to win skateboarding. The kids can see... you can. On a, on it's on all a... trans... They can... People that are true about it, that will that will shine through on its own, like, yeah. so people like Deluxe that will eventually see the light of day on its own. People will notice that for what it is without them having to try to come up with a crazy be, marketing like, have scheme. A gimmick, have a gimmick. They don't need a gimmick because yeah. it is what it is yeah. and that will get recognized for for that eventually. Shout out to Jim Thibault.
0: Yeah, Jim, what's up man? We'll definitely send the links out to those guys, man. I gave, um, I gave Mickey one of my first boards, my first pro board when I seen him. Because I just like remember them dudes just being so cool to me. And they got me so hyped on skating. And just the brands that they've been involved with and that they've put a lot of work into were some of the coolest brands that I've always looked up to. Spitfire. like You couldn't ask Absolutely. anybody about Spitfire. They don't even have to skate and they'll be like, I know that shit. You know what I mean? Because it's so cool they did a great job they still do yep. and that, who are you repping for right now what's the for skateboarding oh that's um, sick we got fucking music on the podcast Yeah, the
1: band practices up. um it's pretty sick i like it yeah deluxe it sounds nice. good it's good we can hear it right there the the mics are really good it sounds awesome. like Yeah, somebody's cell phone rings <laughs> uh, who are you repping for at the moment so yeah um Real, Crooked, Anti-Hero, Thunder, Spitfire, Venture. And then, uh, <laughs> <laughs> America. This conversation got so epic. It's got like a backdrop. <laughs> America and, uh, Brixton. Shout out to, uh, the Stoddards. Who's um, that? You know me? They're the twins who, um, run the brand Brixton and Jason Young. Sick, they make um, some rad stuff. I was yeah, checking Brixton it is a uh, long time family members. I, uh, I've been with them since they started the brand. I feel like you have like some of the brands that reps would die to work
0: for. Is that fair to say? Yeah.
1: Or am I tripping? No, nah, you work for you may, got a bunch yeah. of dope brands, dude. On paper, um, they all seem really epic. So, yeah, Brixton and, and Polar out in uh, Portland, Oregon, and uh.
0: Polar, um, a
1: camping, camping, camping gear. thing. There's yep. two, right? There's polar. Camping polar stuff. Yeah, there's polar Pontesalve. And, and then, then there's polar. Yeah. There's pol- so one is AR and one is ER. Um, but yeah, polar um, camping gear. Those are good guys. With polar vibes with the, the Instagram with the hat. Yeah. And they do it. It's so cool. I yep. follow them. And then, uh, yeah, so there's those guys. And then, um, my buddy who runs 1939 Skates, which is, uh, kind of a DIY board brand who he takes a lot of popular um actually metal bands which is totally in tune with what we're talking about fuck yeah and makes uh boards with their their names on it hell yeah and then I work with J-Roy over at uh volume 4 um, and, uh, Justin and Roy? The news yeah. Hell yeah. That dude was so good at
0: skateboarding. I mean, I'm he's sure he still is. Rad. yeah. Yeah, kick front boards, kick foot back lips, back K-foot in K-foot the day. Back,
1: yeah, dude, kick back lip is like his thing.
0: And just full skate rat, dirty, Fuck like, yeah. long hair, yep. like.
1: So he's, like, kind of in charge of the, the volume four. What right? is volume four? It's just an apparel brand that's out of uh, Baker Boys. Um, Sick. And him and uh, Don New York are are kind of running it. Don's the fucking man, too. Yeah, he's cool. So, grew up in a fucking casino. Yeah. Sick. A bar. He's
0: a barman. I remember Literally. reading the interviews. He's like, in a in a pool hall? Or is it a pool hall or a bar? One or the other. At a young age and just like way too young to be there. And that's yeah. where he grew
1: up. Pretty sick. So yeah, <laughs> all those guys. There's, a, there's a, it's kind of a lot of brands that we work with these days. But in New England, you kind of have to have a lot of brands to survive. So.
0: Definitely, definitely. Alright, so, just so you know, we're in a studio, there's music above. I know the audio sounds good still, so, as long as you guys don't mind some heavy metal, I don't okay. mind it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Hey guys, we're back.
2: Oh, 1, two, 3, four.
0: <laughs> We just took a piss break and we're back. But, um, I want to get into, uh, talking about Asphalt Yacht Club. Because Rob... I'm, I'm guessing you work with them, right? Yes, I do. Okay, so I'm just going to say how I look at Asphalt Yacht Club and what I think people look at it and what I hear and blah, blah, blah. And honestly, I don't know shit. Everything I say, I don't fucking know. I'm just talking about what I'm saying. Asphalt Yacht Club. Here's what I know. First of all, the name, Asphalt Yacht Club. Definitely not your typical skate name. I'm fine with that because skateboarding doesn't make a shitload of money, so I don't know. As well, Jacob, I know Stevie Williams involved. Yep. I don't know if it's his creation.
1: Hmm. He was and is involved, yeah.
0: Okay. Um, I know that the brand gets a reputation of being... Uh, and I could be wrong, but my perception is... It gets a perception of being bigger than it is, maybe. Because they hang out with celebrities and shit, and... It's Asphalt Yacht Club, and they portray, like, diamonds and blings a little bit. The skate side, I mean, they got Riley Hawk and shit, but I don't know. It comes off with a feeling of, like, something that's not skateboarding. Maybe I'm
1: wrong. Well, um, it was started in, in skateboarding, but it definitely has um, kind of a crossover appeal. So yeah. there's, there's a lot of... Um, Channels of distribution out there that that do well with the brand that might not be skateboarding, um, so that's probably where you get the uh, you get the idea that it's living in, in those worlds that you were talking about. As yeah. far as you know, like we're doing something with Snoop right now. Snoop is Sick. is part of the program, and you know uh, Snoop Lion. Yeah,
0: I watched the documentary. Snoop uh, Doggy well.
1: Dog. Yeah.
0: <laughs> i watched his documentary. He went down to, uh, I think it was Jamaica or Africa. Yeah. Or he was the, Snoop uh,
1: Lion for a while. I think he might be back to being Snoop Dogg. <laughs> it was, that was like two years ago, but he kind of changes a lot, <laughs> but it was him. And then we were doing, um, Bow Wow was kind of our spokesperson for a year or, you know, for the first year of the brand. Um, and he, I met him. He's actually pretty cool and stuff. Um, I hope so. But, like, there's definitely, like, a, a pretty heavy crossover into that urban distribution yeah. for, like, streetwear shops and stuff like I that. I
0: mean, you th- honestly, you have to be nowadays. Anyone who's, like, screaming core, 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 the thing is the industry's down, so you got to kind of, like, you got to figure out ways to, like... Bring everyone in. everyone loves skateboarding so why not let everyone involved especially it was always funny to me when um shoe brands are always like strictly skateboarding because it seems silly to me because everybody wears shoes right so why would you sell the one demographic it makes no sense <laughs> i can see skateboards because skateboards you sell the skateboarders you know what i mean like makes sense but shoes everyone wears shoes so why wouldn't you just try to like sell to anyone you know what i mean you can always have the skate side but sell shoes to people in well, general,
1: there was a giant backlash from skate
0: shops. You know when when it grows so big when, and
1: then quote unquote skateboard brands started to sell to non skate distribution. Skate shops lost their fucking minds.
0: Yeah, yeah, because it hurt their business. So they, they stopped
1: buying. You know, so oh, you know DC is in the mall. So that's not a skate brand anymore. I noticed skate shops selling at, to Etnies is in the mall and it's not a skate brand anymore. Like but I don't understand how they can have that double logic when it comes to
0: Longboards. Well I mean, like last time something. I
1: checked Nike and Levi's are are on the wall in Cole's and Walmart and everywhere. Yep. But, but it's okay for them to do it but not other people to do it. Makes sense seems to be a little bit of a double, double standard but yeah. I agree I
0: agree I think nowadays I think for I think brands you can you have to give back to skateboarding the brands that give back to skateboarding that started in skateboarding That stayed true to their roots And like always support skateboarding And do awesome shit within skateboarding And always support sponsored skateboarders Like they sponsor people Let them live their dreams Send them to countries that they never been to Film videos Like that's You can grow as big as you want As long as you give back to the culture You know The problem comes is when They grow so big and they only take. That's where I see it. I'm like, if you're just taking and you're not contributing, that's how we got into this fucking mess in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Like, everyone grew so big, it just became about taking. Even yep. the kids. That's what, I, that's what I was trying to get at earlier was, like, the reason why their skateboard numbers are down is because even the dudes that, like, skated got too cool and wanted to be sponsored and they got sponsored and then they neglected the kids like the kids are the ones that keep skateboarding going and you got to teach you got to carry on tradition you got to pass it on skateboarders didn't do that like I, that's a big thing of what I do is I talk to every little kid and be like look skateboarding's awesome show that dude respect he's put in so many years like if we don't if we don't show respect to the people that paved the way then the industry's gonna die, you know? It's like, you have to carry on tradition, otherwise it's just, like, about that little kid getting hooked up and being cool and shining, you know yeah. what I mean? There has to be the older dudes that are like, no, look, you gotta act this way, you gotta, like, behave, like, you gotta earn this shit. It's not free, it's not about getting bling, diamond, cool, making it on Street League or whatever else. It's not about
1: being rich, it's about that's, the feelings, you know? That's what's completely gone missing from skateboarding is when when I was a, a little boy or whatever, really. There was a, a hierarchy of, you know, um, etiquette. Yeah. You know? And there's no, there isn't. there isn't that now. And I don't think it's been there for probably at least one generation. There it is now, so, though. Like, so well, around like, me, there is. When Donnie and I were coming up and you are standing on the deck of a ramp or whatever, like, there was a fucking order to things. Yeah. You didn't do certain things, you had to act accordingly in a certain way. Or you get fucked up. Or you just never came back. You never were allowed there again. Yeah. Um, You know, you were a book if you you did it the wrong way or whatever. Not in a bad way. Like, they would would tell you this is the way to do it. So do it this way. Yeah. If you don't, if you act like a weirdo, then you won't be fucking invited back and you won't be allowed here anymore. It's... So, but now, maybe right now, like you're saying, it's hopefully coming back. But I think there was a good gap in generations where... That didn't exist. There was no no, nope. no one there to teach people etiquette. It was kind of just whatever. The every, rape of the man, culture, I call it. Every man for themselves, and just kind of me, me, me type of... You know? Well, a lot of those
2: older guys that did pave the way became... You know, squeezed out of the industry over time, and if the OGs aren't around to sort of shape the future, you guys speak up a little bit. If if the OGs aren't around to shape the kids of the future, then the kids of the future are gonna shape themselves. I
0: agree. If you if you leave, if there's young kids getting into skateboarding right now. And you just leave them to magazines and videos in the culture of like marketing and trying to be street league and be number one. That's what they're gonna grow up knowing. Like, for me, personally, when I go to the skate park, I talk to everybody. I make sure I say hi to everyone because they have a skateboard and I love skateboarding. And if they like skateboarding, we probably would like each other. You know what I mean? Or at least be able to talk and hang out. And, like, I remember for years going to the skate park and people just have headphones on. No one's talking or there's different clicks and shit. I go out of my way to break those boundaries down. And people think I'm kooky. That's the funniest shit. I love it. I'm walking around like I feel like the kook right now because I'm talking to people and it's I'm called grown-up maturity. Exactly. Yeah. So, But it takes it takes one individual in one scene to walk around and be like, no, you can't act like an idiot and too cool and act like you're somebody because you think you're cool and you have Nikes or whatever shoes you're wearing that's popular. It's like, no, you skateboard, I skateboard. We have something in common. We're here for the same reason. We should be able to look at each other, cheer each other on without even knowing each other. Sure. That's what I do. I roll around the skateboard and go, yee, yee, yee.
1: And just give people promises. I agree with that. Fuck that's what it should be. But I don't think that's how it runs these days. Like. It it should be. It should be about that. It should be about we're all here for the same reason. New England M, New England M. But some of those kids that are there honestly aren't there for the same reason.
0: You're always gonna have shitheads. You're always gonna have shitheads, but it's the majority. You know what I wanna do for the New England M is I wanna have awards. Kinda like the damn am dudes did for like people in the crowd like not even skating like dude who dressed the funniest or the dude who's cheering the loudest yeah, yeah. like give him something free because skateboarding is not just for jocks it's not just for athletes it's for everyone like Ramsey's fucking overweight like can kickflip like but he's more he's as important to skateboarding as I am or fucking Nigel is because he loves skateboarding and he contributes and he helps it grow like skateboarding it takes a supporting cast it takes it takes veterans it takes the young bucks it takes everybody it's like when I watched it happen in hip hop hip hop neglected it's heritage and where it came from and it became all about profit and then hip hop basically fell off and you only get one a good one artist a year that's great you know skateboarding ain't gonna happen that's not gonna happen in skateboarding not as long as I'm around you know what I mean or people that care about it you know what I mean and you said Dan Rogers is involved with the Asphalt Yacht Club?
1: Yes. Dan Rogers was with America, right? He was with America. Uh, Dan Rogers, the great Dan Rogers, who um, dude's so good at skateboarding. He was uh, a pro for Bird. Uh, well, he was on Blockhead. He was on Birdhouse. He, uh, he had the epic Transworld video part. Which video? Him. Do you remember? Interf- Interface. Interface, I believe. Yeah, fuck, I hope I got that right because oh, he will put me in a fucking judo hole <laughs> if I got that wrong. But I think it's interface. I'm gonna look it up. Um, I'm pretty sure it is. But uh, yeah, he. I think he is uh, pretty much the reason why asphalt, you know, has the validity in skateboarding. Um, and he he kind of uh, helped facilitate a lot of the. The good things about the brand as far as, like, they go on, you know, these trips, uh, skate trips to skate tours to different parts of the country. And was it Interface? Yeah. I fucking was right.
0: 1997. Sick. Yeah. Nailed it. And recycled rubbish. Blockheads?
1: That's Blockhead, yeah. Sick. But, uh... Did he put the team together? Because they have a pretty epic team. He didn't personally put the team together. But, uh, I have a feeling that if it wasn't for him being there, they definitely wouldn't have stuck around. Yeah. So he's the reason why they're still there, I think. Um, I know that he's the reason why I'm there. Hell yeah. Pretty much solely. Like, if it wasn't for him, I don't think I would work with the brand. Mm-hmm. But uh, because of him, I do believe in it, you know? And uh, on certain levels. But uh, but more than anything, I, this is going to sound so gay, but I, <laughs> I believe in Dan, so whatever. That's then. Hey, could someone make a meme... Whatever. <laughs> I believe in
0: Dan. Me, I do. Whatever,
1: whatever Dan does is okay with me. I kind like, of, I, kinda, I, love, I have a, I think he has a really good compass as far as like everything he does in life. So I'll kind of follow whatever he does. You. you know, that's my guy.
2: And. The- Another thing that's uh, interesting is uh, I'm, I'm just sitting here thinking about the last skate session I had with Dan, and it was pretty mind blowing to most of the people who know who Dan Rogers Yeah, if you know who Dan Rogers is, you can have a mental picture of him board sliding, like, a rather colossal flat rail from flat, maybe grabbing mute and yanking off the biggie. <laughs> the like, there's just, this guy can do pretty much anything on a skateboard, but we you don't... Park that pool up. Yeah, no, that's the thing, is that you don't picture him being, like, an aggro pool skater. Yeah. And he came to Rhode Island and, uh, totally murdered this, uh, my friend Sam's pool. It was me and uh, sloppy Sam. Yeah, yeah. Sam's got the sick pool going, and uh, Dan showed up. And I don't even think he didn't have a board, right? It was a so it was a borrowed board. No, I shared my board with them the whole time. That's er, right. It was yeah. your board. Yeah. He, I shared a board with
1: them, my board. And. It was you and him, yeah. and Jason yeah. Jesse. Wow, yeah, Jason a fucking Jesse, epic Jesse was there. Yeah. Wow. So yeah. Dan, Dan flew in the night before. Was this
0: when he came to New Bedford too?
1: The next day. Yeah. Yeah, because
0: yep. I watched him skate under the bridge, which was
2: sick. We went there, yeah. 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 But yeah, he was just. Uh, Cruising around the bowl, getting his bearings, you know, getting the, the feel. And Jason Jesse was kind of doing the same thing. So was I. And I, I was actually like, "It's I not was an easy pool to skate." No, it's not an easy pool to skate. And I hadn't been skating a ton, so I, I, I was like coming off my Achilles injury or something. And it didn't, you know, I was just getting some scratchers, grinds, and stuff. But yeah, by 20 minutes into it, Dan was rolling in front side, backside, lip slide through the deep end, and um, definitely. You know, mocking around the pool like it was uh, uh, it was the spot that he skated every Wednesday after work you know oh, and um, yeah it was killer because um, like I said I was I have a lot of history with Dan but like didn't really know where, where he was putting his time into skating and he was he was like dude I've been skating pools a ton lately <laughs> and I just thought it was the coolest thing to be graduated in terms of Skateboard goals You know He's got business goals He's got You know I don't know It was No really, I liked it I was like, I, see It was inspiring To see him right. have A whole new avenue A whole new chapter A whole new hallway And he was killing it Yeah so,
1: I think he, he I think that helps Your skateboarding That's actually a good point Because he kinda He's more like um, Yeah He's more like uh, Oriented Personally He's more oriented for himself as like getting more success with career type stuff yeah so he doesn't have to worry about yeah spaceship yeah which allows him to just kind of relax and fucking murder it yeah which is stupid because yeah. there's no
0: pressure it's not your job it's exactly. just like you can okay. have fun and so do like, what you want he just feels it. Like it's stupid
1: yeah All right enough kissing his ass and if he's listening to this. Okay, hey, fuck on. you,
2: Dan.
0: Fuck you, Dan. We'll take your balls. We'll take your balls
1: out of our hand now and go on. <laughs> no, go no. back to Rhode Island, though. Come on back, baby. Is he from the East Coast? No, he's uh. Well, Iowa. He's from Iowa. But
0: oh, that's okay. He's like a football
1: that. coach now for his kids, so he's good.
0: Oh, sick. Good shit. Good shit. I I like Dan because when I seen him uh, under the bridge in New Bedford. We don't really know each other. I know him, and I'm sure he's heard of me somewhere along the lines. Like, and uh, when I saw him, is like, "What's up, Anthony?" I was like, "What's up, Dan?" Like, it was like we already knew each other, and that's how you know. That's a the one thing. Like, he's
1: got super respect. He's not a fucking Hollywood boner. Like, he's the tightest friends with all of those fucking guys, but he'll never slight the anyone. Like, he'll never. They'll never not say hi. He'll never be a fucking too cool. No, guy. He knows what it is, dude. He, he knows understands. It, yeah, he's yeah, old enough he he to fucking is, yeah. know to know how to be a real person. That's Plus, yeah, what it comes down to. And they're
0: very they're very few and far between. They so.
1: certainly are. Yeah.
0: When I seen him under the bridge, I was like, that dude's a
1: skateboarder. It's a, a real, real skateboarder. Yeah. Like, and after that, and he was pushing and he's still mad at me to this day but he was pushing and he fucking tripped and he fell (laughs) and he fucking busted his elbow open and we went to no prob after and we are eating at the same table and I kept talking to him trying to make my point and I was trying to hit him in the elbow I was hitting him in the (laughs) arm and I kept hitting him in the same like open wound and he literally said like if you hit me with air one more time I'm going to have to choke you (laughs) and I was like sorry man I was just trying to make my point awesome he knows (laughs)
0: Donnie, I want to kind of go here and I want to talk about. um, I want to kind of get like um, the behind the scenes for. um, You probably get it all the time, but the welcome, welcome to hell, your video part. Okay. All right. I I, I fucking loved it. I'm sure a lot of people did, man. I hated it. Yeah. Besides. besides
1: Terrible.
0: (laughs) So bad. I want to know, like, was that? I think I heard an interview before, but I can't remember now. Was that like, um, was that a part that you actually sat down and were like, "I'm filming for this video," or was that just a collective of footage you had at the moment?
2: Oh uh, no, we we knew what we were doing. It yeah. was like, all right, we're filming for what? Yeah, yeah. You couldn't be within, you know, a, you couldn't have been or on the team or around Jamie Thomas without knowing that you were going to be. You know like this is our mission yeah yeah and um yeah it was it was spelled out it was uh it was a definite requirement it was like here's what we're here's the goal we're making a video and and it's gonna you know we're all gonna kind of you know try to set you know the bar pretty high yeah
0: out of out of all your parts is that the one that gets the most hype
2: I don't know. Uh, what do you get the
0: most, like, hype from? from I
2: people. think probably Welcome to Hellsword more copies than right, Let me I is. have to
1: stop you both there. Um, so I don't know which one gets the most, like, acclaim or hype. The one that is the best one. Yeah. The one that's the best part on paper and actually, actually the best part. Is the part that I guess it was The Quicksilver promo part oh, yeah. Which was originally Supposed to be his America video part This is skateboarding Part Yeah Right yeah. That's the best part And It's actually inaccessible. Un- like you can't I've been doing searches oh, For it It's online, not on YouTube Or anything And people keep Taking it down Motherfucker But if Cause I was searching Under um,
2: I got a couple copies promo. Of it at the house You but gotta dude,
1: upload that shit That is The best
0: part
2: Dylan Reeder has a, has a part in it. Too. I remember
1: that. I remember I watched it. No, because they released the Quicksilver promo with his part on it, without your part. Without the the physical DVD doesn't have your part on it. Fuck you. Right? I have copies of it with my part <laughs> on. You do, but the main one that got distributed to the world doesn't have yours on. It. Oh, it has, really? It has a, a group part with like Arto kind of Oh, this is a video before that. This
2: video, I, I wasn't on the team. I, I, got all kicked, right, wait. I got kicked off of Quicksilver, and then Arto and Bastion got put on. All right, so you're talking... Right, I, I, I misspoke. I didn't have a Quicksilver sticker on my board, so they, they booted him. God damn on? it. Well, well else I else had is? a Quicksilver sticker on there, and I shot my zoo ad, and the guy from Zoo photoshopped the quicksilver sticker off my board motherfucker and got me fired you need those reparations
0: from zoom then well I'm gonna talk to somebody down there and so that (laughs) cost me and
2: I actually had
0: I think I remember
2: this shit I had a uh, a $10,000 deposit on a 26 acre property in Connecticut and when I lost my contract with quicksilver (laughs) I didn't have the sufficient funds on paper to secure the mortgage so I lost my 10k deposit fuck oh, yeah
1: man, right? I was
2: gonna buy this 26 acre property so I could give my sister a couple acres and I was gonna give my mom and dad the house and then I was gonna build a house in the back corner so I could build a skate park
1: damn <laughs> but anyway it's yeah but all. look at it this way yeah that part will live forever <laughs> infamous I'm telling you dude that part even, I know everybody says, welcome to hell, welcome to hell. The part that's the best part is the Quicksilver promo with the ACDC song. You know <laughs> you know in your heart that it's the best part. It's the fucking best part. Can you upload it? In the, uh. Would you upload it?
2: You got I don't it. have a YouTube channel.
1: And the other I'll one I'll get it for you, I'll upload it somewhere. I'll put
0: it on the YouTube channel. I don't
2: care, you. it's not my property. I mean YouTube. it's me, but I don't you know it's hard they'll
1: to, never catch us. It's hard to find right now on online because so many people took it down. Mother but that is dude. the best part. I have it I think somewhere on a hard copy, hard copy myself. But then the other part that's like a really good part is the get familiar part. That's the best part. Wow, oh, so sick. So good. Yeah, get familiar <laughs> was dope, dude. And it looked like you were yeah. having the most fun in that part. I had
2: some problems during that part. <laughs> I'm not going to talk about those problems I had.
1: It looked like you were having a good time. <laughs> he and probably was uh, having too good of a time. Like I, would, yeah. I, would, I, would I was watch, on. Yes, I, I was watch, on some shit. But I would watch that part and and get stoked and go skate. So that's fucking awesome. <laughs> I thought it was a good part. I like that. Thank it, you.
0: I like. Uh, I seen on your Insta, you got um, you built a. You got some chickens and stuff going. Yeah,
2: out. yeah. I got. Um, I'm only allowed to have four. That's based on the residential requirements uh, of my square footage of my property.
0: So you have 17. I have four. It'll be four. I but mean four. four.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, four. I think the math worked out that <laughs> I could have 4.6 chickens, so we just settled for four. Um, <laughs> four with a couple. Of chickens. Right. if you, I think the max you can have in Newport in a residential area is six. Um, and
0: <laughs> are you serious right now? Or are you with me? No, no. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> yeah,
2: they just passed it last year. Matter of fact, there was an eighty-year-old guy that had chickens, and all the na- this neighbor was just super pissed. And the, the the old man was like living off of the eggs for years. You know, he had very little <laughs> income. But yeah. He fought and fought and fought. And then finally, like, the judge was like, why are we giving this guy a hard time? Yeah. So they made it legal. So did you have to build a pen and everything? I built a chicken run and I built a little coop, yeah. And uh, it's all connected. And then um, you can walk into my shed. And I built the grow box so it comes into the shed like a foot and a half. So my daughter walks in every morning with a little basket, pops open the lid of the grow box, takes the eggs out, closes the lid. That's so cool. Yeah, we get a lot of snow, as you know, so I wanted her to be able to walk down the patio and into the shed. Straight, straight line. Yeah, Yeah, just so she didn't have to go through the snowbanks to get to the eggs you so know. you eat a lot of eggs then I guess. we get like six a day so I got I got a couple of the chickens can, can lay twice a day but they're gonna start slowing down when the temperatures drop so um, whatever it's cool just try to keep them healthy through the um, winter and then springtime they'll get back to laying. Oh, yeah. it's just nice it's a cool it's fun you know um, it's just it, you know another resource and um you know and and you have you know hens uh ranging in your yard you know the the quality of the egg in terms of nutrition is dude it's pretty legit escape
0: brought yeah. over some eggs for me like a yeah. couple weeks back and the taste difference between the store-bought and that yeah holy shit yeah i would i like because i was like yeah whatever he's like yeah they're gonna be so fresh i'm like yeah but eggs, the eggs eggs you know he brought them over and i like, he made an omelet and i was like I can taste the cholesterol That's how good it is It's like You can taste it It's just fucking delicious It's insane man Um I wanted to Kinda I kinda wanted to talk to you guys About Package About Sid Oh yeah Because I know of Sid But I don't know much about Sid I just know of him And I don't I don't know what do, you, do you guys have any good stories Or like The legend Or what What is the deal with Sid
2: He's my neighbor. He's your neighbor. He lives like six houses down.
0: He's in the New England. He's bringing the Water Brothers to New England. In.
2: Yeah, he's, he's amped on it. He told me. He told me to talked to you, and he was like, "What's yep. the email, man?" Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, I, I forwarded the press release to him. Fuck yeah. And um, yeah, he's gonna have Meiji. Yeah. He's gonna, gonna have there, uh, Johnny Walker. Johnny Walker. And then and, he
0: switched up the last ride to like.
2: Mikey Nick, Yeah, Mike. Nike Mikey. He's Nike an Mikey. old... Uh, he's a young kid that used to skate Skater Island. All those kids were Skater Island. It's Mikey Mikey. Mikey. Nike, Mikey Mike. I know, right? Yeah, he's got long black hair. Yep, I know. Yeah, he kills Mikey's it. the man. Yeah, sure. Yep, yep, That's yep. right. Those kids were all the little groms from uh, Skater Island. Now they're all... in their mid-20s. All right,
0: so Sid, what's the deal? How is he the... like? I don't know about Sid I
2: want to know about Sid Sid's just been on the scene since day one I mean he was surfing in the early 70s and and uh, and starting to run his first like skate shop out of his basement I want to say in like the 68, 69 or something and then opened up the store on the beach I think in 71 got into uh, the retail game and tried to you know keep surfing promote surfing in, uh, in the Newport community and Southern Rhode Island And then um, Just grew with it And started supporting skating And supporting skaters And, you know, he skated too You know, still yeah. skates um, And, uh, yeah, just kind of Traveled all around the world On surf trips over the years And, you know, just Generations and generations Of young surfers and skaters Just been going to support his store And Everybody and, knows him Yeah, yeah They're No, like, he's yeah. just the nicest guy you'll meet And just, uh you know he's um, been involved with music projects too. He had a band going for a minute. Um, he just got married a couple of years ago. He's been redoing his house. Um, whoever's cutting his hedges is doing a real good job. Um, they're just these, they're yeah.
0: crisp. <laughs> <laughs> now nah,
2: I've been cutting Sid's hedges. Just Steve he lives down the street. It's fun. I got a I got a nice cut going on him. Um That's but, right. Yeah, Sid's a man. I don't know, Rob. Yeah. You have you have you have a Sid story? He's a
1: good man. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I remember going there when I was uh, probably 12 years old, and he had the little shack on the beach.
2: Yeah. And... Uh,
1: What's the shack? That was a it, surf shack. Yeah. Oh. The, right. the, one of the shops early on was um, in the parking lot of Second Beach. Yeah. First Beach. First Beach. Yeah. And um, I made my mother drive me there from Tiverton, and she was like super pissed at me for that in general. And once we finally got there, and I told her that um, a board, like the the wood part of the board would be 50 bucks, she got really fucking mad. I know those moments. And Sid was there, and she was, like, super skeet by Sid and his whole crew. She was like, oh, my God, who are these fucking people that you brought me to? Like, what the fuck is going on? They want my money. Yeah. And, like, she was just like, where did you bring me? Like, she acted like I brought her to, like, a... Hell's Angel you know, <laughs> clubhouse basically which wasn't not super far off, far off honestly um, but yeah so that was Spicoli my Spicoli version of a Hell's Angel that was my first yeah. that was my first water brother's experience was in the the beach hut and my mother just like freaking out and me like oh, super fun sorry mom but I need the 50 bucks yeah. <laughs> I think and I bought a, a Jesse Martinez um SMA yeah. Sick. Santa Monica Airlines. Yep. That was my first boy. And that was the first. That was when Rocco was starting to. It was the whole the beginning of. the better. Yeah. It had like the little bumps by the tail. Uh huh. Okay. But like, it was like this is the one you want. This is the new shit. And because it, it it hadn't been like advertised yet. Right. The, the, the Jesse Martinez. He's like, this is the mess's new boy. And like it hadn't it literally hadn't been you know advertised yet or even the company hadn't been so he was on like, the brand new shit he was like completely yeah ahead of the time and i was like uh, okay i was like 12 so i was like yeah all right okay that's I, so cool and i bought it and then like you know two or three weeks later when i got my new my next issue of after I saw the that board. I was like, fuck, he was right. <laughs> and ever since then I was like, alright, I trust him. Since the man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's funny, I saw him at a trade show once and he but was- honestly for the for the longest time. I don't think if he fucking ran me over, he would even know who I was. So this day. To this day. He knows <laughs> yeah. everybody. everybody. If yeah, I right. went up to him, like hey hey said he'd be like hey like, he wouldn't know what the fuck it was they call him Pope John Package <laughs> Pope John Package <laughs> he would never know who I was which is fine That's totally fine no I feel the same way when I see him
0: I, like, I don't know if he knows who I am, but he's, like, sin, so everyone knows who he is. It's like, it's like Madonna knowing who you are. You know what I mean? It's like, right. she doesn't have to. Right. <laughs> we went
2: to uh, that same, uh, at first beach, like, he said it was, like, a shed. Yeah. It was literally the size of the shed. They had racks in Did you there. go to the Tony Hawk family there? I didn't actually go to that one, but I went to... It was the- a surf shop that had skateboards too. Yeah, there, there was a shed. It was like a shed with surfboards and everything stocked to the gills. And then outside was yeah, a colossal was half pipe half that pipe was twice the, the size of head. the shed for yeah. yeah. retail, you know. But, um, yeah, we went there one morning and there was waves breaking. So we uh, we told Sid we never went surfing and he gave us surfboards. So we just put on shorts and went surfing. Okay. And, um that I remember bringing a couple hours later coming back and we got our asses you know handed to us out there we didn't try, just try to learn how to surf you know and um, the whole ride home I was like jeez man something's going on and I had I didn't wear a rash guard oh uh, fuck yeah so I pretty much like shaved like Your the first three off. layers Ouch. off my <laughs> nipples and um, oh my gosh dude three days of just like sitting there like I had black scabs (laughs) on the tips of my nipples yeah It's crazy
0: gross black nip Donnie black nip yeah
2: (laughs) but don't ever yeah don't I don't don't try that at home
0: (laughs) alright so I know we got the heavy metal going on so it's probably not it doesn't really convey with like the conversation we're gonna get into but bear with us Rob We're going to get into it. We're getting into the the hot and heavy stuff now. So, actually, I wanted to ask you before, I wanted to ask you how you met your lady. If that's too private, you can just tell me to fuck off.
1: No, um,
0: I met her in school. You met her in school? Yeah. And you were saying uh, she's on the radio now?
1: Yes. Sick. I like that. She's on um, Light Rock 105, 105 105.1 in Rhode Island. And what does she do? She's like a DJ? Like, yeah, yeah. She's like, hey, what are those guys like? On air talent, I guess they call it and uh, it's such a cool job. Yeah, yeah. She's like uh, really good at it and uh, she's been number one in her demographic for like months at a time now and she's really good at it. She likes it. So cool, man. Yeah, it's good. She's on from ten to three uh, weekdays. And what's the show? I'm sorry. It's uh just it's light rock one oh five. It's uh just a- a station that's out there i'm gonna check it out for now yeah it's good
0: all right so i kind of want to get into the heavy stuff now and um i guess where do we begin man like maybe you want to just start at the beginning of what's kind of going on currently in your life like the first symptoms or how, however you want to tell it and get into it i'm down to hear it because i don't know it i just know what i hear and what i see so it's your story by all means one day it starts or one maybe start that
1: way yeah um i guess in a nutshell it kind of just uh started happening like, um, the, music, the music throws
0: it off a little
1: but it's all yeah, right it's good, <laughs> um, it just started happening one day like uh not really like one day like, started having like a lethargic motion in my feet and stuff like when I was skating I noticed it was harder to like flip my board or you know like kind of push or do certain tricks that I could always kind of do like no problem like walking down the road and once that started happening I started to take a little bit of notice of it. And then, did it start that
0: gradually like one day you're just like i might i might be coming
1: down with something because it's like feels yeah. yeah well originally i thought like originally i thought like oh i'm getting older so that's what it is like so i started going to the gym like three days a week and uh, doing leg exercises because i thought i thought it was because i was getting old that was the problem? I think that all the time. I swear to God. So I started doing all these massive, like, like, exercises and, like, box jumps and, like, all kinds of shit to try to... Combat it? Yeah, I was like, you know, no way, like, I want to lose skating or whatever. And, uh... But after a while, I realized that, like, I don't think that's the problem. Like, I think something's messed up. And, uh, I started, like, losing a little bit of motion uh, of say like at first it's like your toe or you know your your toes or your ankle or something like that where you are looking at your foot and telling your foot to do something and it's not doing it yeah as much as you're trying it's not working that seems extreme extremely scary to me yeah it's
0: not being able to like i'm thinking about my pinky right now and like just thinking about
1: not being able to move it when you think about it, it's scary to me yeah it is Scared the fuck out, of me. he still does. Um, so it kind of started that way, and then it just kind of progressed. And after a while, I kind of just like wasn't able to, whatever. It Just kind of progressed like couldn't move my feet, couldn't move my ankles, and now uh, now I can barely walk. And stuff, so I don't know how far you want to go with it. <laughs> so. Wait.
0: What exactly, like, what was your next steps when you realized this was going on? Like, what like, where do you go? Do you straight to the doctors and they're like, well, we don't know what the fuck's going on, or what, yeah, they,
1: what do you do? They sent me to a neurologist, and the first guy, the first neurologist I went and saw basically told me, like, yeah, you have, like, fucked up, uh, neural, like, he called it, like, motor neuron. kind of like started to like go after like uh you know second and third opinions they thought it was like maybe Lyme disease for a while I heard that I remember reading that somewhere that it was like they thought it was Lyme disease which is always my girl worries about Lyme disease all the time so I was like well I mean pretty much everybody has it around here they just don't know it but anyway that's a whole different story but um so they put like a catheter thing in my my arm for like eight months and I injected drugs into that every day to try to kill whatever they thought it might be um, so I did that for a while and I, I don't know if it helped or not I can't tell but um so yeah I don't know here I am and I just lost like kind of all movement of like lower legs and stuff it's super hard to walk but uh, I'm going into this like um, your, your experimental surgery. One of 25, is that what it was? One of 25 in the country, yeah, per year. Um, but the thing I'm going to do is like a super long shot. Like, I'm trying to like brace my, you know, kind of uh, brace my family or whatever because. Um, I think people might be looking toward it to be, like, um, something that will fix me or whatever. And it's not even going to be close to that. It's just it's just something that could ha- possibly help. Yeah. So it's just, like, a big long shot, you know? So I'm just kind of doing that with hopes that, it, you know, maybe it'll help. I don't know. Yeah. It's a lot to go through to hope that it'll help. But at the same time, the way I figure is, like, I can't not do it. It's an option. you got to kind of go for it. Yeah, so I can't can't not do it, so I'll do it, you know. But I just want anybody to be under the assumption that it's going to, like, fix anything, you know. Uh,
0: You're going in a few days, right?
1: Yeah, Monday. Monday, and Mm -hmm.
0: they're going to dig into your hips, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. That's uh, the
1: first first step of it, yeah.
0: They try to get to the marrow,
1: I believe? So they're going to take out bone marrow, and then, like, three and a half weeks later, they grow new stem cells from my bone marrow and then i go back like three and a half weeks later and they re-implant the new the new stem cells into my spinal fluid and then kind of see what happens yeah it's like (laughs) fucking yeah life is crazy (laughs) it is crazy um
0: What's the official diagnosis? I see ALS. Is that the, what it is? Uh, I don't I mean, even know what that is. is. I'm speak, You speak to me as if someone who knows nothing because you're speaking to someone who knows I,
1: nothing. Yeah. I mean, I have that. I have the, yeah.
0: What is that exactly? I know this isn't easy for you. And for the people listening, I'm, I can only imagine, like, I, I can't imagine. I've been through some hell in my life, but this is something that I'm not used to at all and I'm sorry but I think it's a conversation we should have and I applaud you for talking about this and I think there's people out there that need to hear it and I appreciate you
1: it's just a a disease that slows down your ability to function your um, muscles basically like they start to slow down and um, uh, eventually atrophy and You lose lot. You lose use of them. Yeah. So and then eventually it'll it'll get to your respiratory system, and then you won't be able to breathe, and you kind of and that's the scary part. You kind of go out that way. Yeah. So how
0: how do you feel right now? As far as like um, optimism, like how do you how do you feel? I feel like and maybe I'm an asshole for saying this, but uh, are you a bit pessimistic to begin with? You're from the East Coast.
1: <laughs> That's why I ask. I'm not down. Am I a pessimist? Is uh, he a pessimist? We all are. Yeah. <laughs>
2: I'm
1: not a pessimist. I just... I always looked at it as like a realist, being a realist. Yeah. Talking about reality and, you know, what the, what the what's the realistic outcome of things, you know? And instead of being, like, kind of... You don't want to um, fool yourself or you yeah. know, give yourself fa- false hope or anything like that. But at the same time, you don't want to be... You don't want to talk yourself out of uh, anything good, but um, yeah, I just try to be real about stuff. I don't know. I yeah. think I think I'll try this thing, and hopefully it'll I don't know have some sort of benefit. And if it doesn't, hopefully there's something on the other side of it that'll that I can try that'll help. Yeah. You know, I got two little kids, so I like to stick around for them. Boys, girls. Two girls. Uh, yeah, two little girls that are that are very good girls, and
0: what's their names, if you don't mind? Uh,
1: Olivia, who's seven, and Avery, who's four. Both awesome names. Just turned four, and uh, and my wife Amy. You know, I don't want to. I don't want to leave them anytime soon. So, I'm hoping I can figure out a way to stick around for a while. You know, at least a few years or something like that. Absolutely. Um, and and not be. And I'd like to hang around for a few years and not be, uh, have those years be, like, a burden on them. You know what I mean? Where somebody's going to, like, carry me around or weird shit like that, you know?
0: I I guess this is probably a good time for me to kind of go into mine. Because, like, I've talked about it before, but, like, I kind of grew up, like, um, in a fucking destroyed family. Like, completely destroyed. And I love my mom to death, but she was a full-blown crack addict, like, crackhead when... Pretty much my whole life My father was in a gang And he passed away when I was 13 So like I'm no stranger to like Hardship Like I was born into a world Full of hell as a little kid And I had no control And I was just like Lost Confused Like Wondering why I live in the fucking projects And there's no food And all that shit And it's like This hardship that I grew up with That like I'm just trying to be happy little kid And I didn't even know What the fuck that was Like no one in my environment Was happy Everyone around me Is doing drugs And depressed And like Thank God for skateboarding, like, it, it gave me an outlet and a happiness, and, like, and, uh, as I get older, I, my legs hurt, and I, I think about losing the skateboarding, too, and, and I know that's something that you're facing as well with, like, what's going on, um, but I think, I think that, uh, it's, like, it takes, like, I think it takes people that go through struggle and things like this to, to like, kind of come to certain, um, understandings about life and to be super appreciative that you can't, you can't get it unless you go through adversity and like levels of hardship like this. Like there's no other way to get it, you know? Um, I know right now you're in the middle of it and it fucking sucks, I'm sure. But it, how do you feel? Like you feel you're pretty, like, are you taking in day by day and just trying to enjoy each day? I guess is what I'm trying to get at. I mean, cause I, I feel like you never know. You don't know. You could live, as long as you can, and things could get better, and you never fucking know, or it could be the other way around. So, how do you approach each day? I guess is what I'm asking.
1: Yeah, I guess I just try to do each day, as, you know, just try to. How do you not get down? Is what I'm asking. Uh... You get out of bed. You're stoked. Like, how I, does don't, this work? I don't. I don't knock it down. I, I get down. Yeah, but, you know, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I can't sit around and feel sorry for myself. So I just try to get up and do something. Try to focus on work. Try to focus on my kids, and just try to get through that way. I think that's like,
0: um, it's almost like a thing that'll uh, accelerate your uh, appreciation, maybe. Like, because I, I, I have that as, because I grew up in such a harsh environment that, like, every day I wake up, I take a deep breath and I'm like. I'm just so glad I'm not where I was. you know what I mean? Like I'm like, that's awesome man. I love the sunshine and I love calmness and I yeah, love when right. I meet like people that laugh and smile and that comes from that dark place, you know and I feel like a lot of people live in a different world than that. and that's why I'm trying to say and like there's a silver lining with like bad things that happen, but there's a silver lining because it makes you appreciate your moments and some people never live. That's what I always realize is I walk around and I talk to people and even I work with people and I look at them and I'm like they really have never lived like even if i die tomorrow i've outlived them by a hundred years because of the moments i've actually appreciated you know and i feel like that only comes from like hardship and like knowing your time's limited and you can't get it any other way because we take it for granted because there's no other way to know until it's almost taken away from you do you have like um i guess are you feeling any sense of that like I'm, I'm super emotional all the time, and my girl gives me a hard time because I'm, I'm always rubbed really raw, but it's because I know that depth. You know what I mean? So, I don't know. Do you feel that at all? Because you, you definitely feel a depth that most people don't at the moment. I'm sure some people do, but you're definitely in a situation that is unique.
1: Yeah. I don't know. How long has it been? It's been about a year and a half.
0: And uh, I noticed that... Um, Who who was it? I was speaking with um, Dan, right, from uh, Theory. Yep. Cool dude, man. Um, He's a great guy. Very cool dude. Um, You have a thing set up right now, Roll for Rob, which I saw that helped. He he
1: set up something, yeah. Roll with Rob. Um, It's like a Facebook page, and yeah, he set up like a GoFundMe. Yeah, GoFundMe. GoFundMe to help with
0: like medical bills and stuff like that. Yep.
1: That's fucking awesome. Yeah, those guys are him and Justin Bellano and Grandson Taver and those guys set that up and they're, you know, really, what can I say, they're really good friends. Um, it's not something I would have ever done on my own, so I, you know, I'm, they're really good guys.
0: Fuck yeah that's cool you need friends it means that you did some you're doing something right in your life that you have friends like that because I have people, good friends I'm some very, don't I'm,
1: have that I'm super lucky in, in the respect that I have a, a ton of good friends is that through skateboarding Rob's been uh, that's a huge yes
2: Rob's been um you know probably you know one of three three I'd say he's like I know how to put it but um
0: put it as honest as possible i am yeah Thank no you. i
2: just like there's there's just there's reps in skateboarding that you know do a great job here in new england and you know rob rob's probably the best rep new england's ever had you know um uh, I agree he's been you know basically uh, over a decade of servicing you know this whole new england community of skateboard shops retailers and giving them his his best, you know, for a long time, supporting skateboarding, supporting the retailers and um, just being a pivotal individual in um, all the sort of business that goes down, you know, and, and even aside from the business, just, you know, uh, being a part of all these communities and, and stuff, you know, for yeah. a long time. So Pretty much everyone
0: I've met that, that knows Rob has nothing but yeah. good things to say, so, for sure. So, you
2: know, at this point, you know, there's definitely, you know, some definitely extreme concern you know for the situation you know we all we all want the best for rob and his family and it's challenging man you know but um i think everybody that's friends with rob's just trying to just be available and um yeah it's hey definitely we're, we're on some touchy a su- touchy subject right now this one's this one's heavy you <laughs> it know? is absolutely i mean i was just sitting here sort of silent watching and You know, I'm short for words, and
0: I think I just, I just, I just, we need. I like talking about it because I think it's like, um, I don't think a lot of people talk about it. It's so. Well, this is
2: ALS. This is uh, a new, a new, um, a new. uh, I mean, it's it's been around, but um, you know, there's I've done some reading, and you know, there's very, very limited studies going on. Very limited fundraising money going toward you know, figuring out how to get a cure for what this is. And, and, um, uh, I didn't know much about this until, you know, Rob filled me in about it. And it's,
0: uh,
2: it's a tough situation. I I
0: only ask, I only ask because I really, I just feel like it's a unique situation. Like it's your life. Like I, I, I don't really, I don't know if you have, do you have any fear of death? Yeah. Besides, like, I know I know that yeah. your family and daughters and stuff like that, that would be a huge... I think of that all the time with my family and the people I'd leave behind. But, like, as far as, like, passing on, like, I'm
1: past that. Yeah, no, I have like, giant anxiety about the whole thing. Yeah. You do? <laughs> you do? Yeah. yeah, like, the worst, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, I, so I'm constantly, like, freaking out. Are you religious? Yeah. You are? Is it new? Newly found? No. I mean, I was... Raised Catholic, so like you know most of us around here. But yeah, um, I was gonna say. <laughs> yeah.
0: Family was that because you chose to, or family pushed the Catholic? It's just Catholic family, yeah. I, I'm not very religious, but I've kind of taken my own,
1: you know, outlook on it. On that,
0: yeah. Yeah, I'm not very religious, but I'm not opposed to it either. I think it's kind of a cool tool that can help, and like I've
2: been praying for Rob.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. I'm not opposed to any of it, because I'm the first to say that I don't know anything. I don't know, like, what happens, you know? I'm fucking open book when it comes to this stuff. Um, yeah, I mean, so, roll for Rob. Let's get into it. I know that they set it up for you, and I'm sure it helps, because... I know, fuck, I need help. (laughs) I need help every day with bills and shit like that. Everyone, I don't care who the fuck you are out there. If you, even without ALS or whatever, just in your normal day-to-day, like, I don't know how many people out there that couldn't use help and use some uh, support. You know what I mean? This is a fact. So everyone likes to pretend like, You know, even celebrities and shit are talking like, you get rich and you get money and then it's like you're broke because you can't keep up with the taxes and shit. The truth is, like, everyone's on the same playing field. Um, Roll for Rob. um, Is that, um, if people want to help out, if people like... Want to contribute, and they have extra pennies, and they want to throw it in to help out for a
1: good cause.
2: GoFundMe awesome. dot com slash row for Rob. It is GoFundMe, yep.
1: Yep. Uh, it's Roll with Rob, but same thing. Oh, roll It'll bring Rob. you to the same roll place. with Rob. So that's just uh, that's Dan from Theory and uh, Justin Bellano, and Grandison, it who set that up originally started that whole thing, and, but everybody else came out of the woodwork. Like it was kind of. It was not kind of. It was super uh, heartwarming to see how many people just fucking came out of nowhere with that, and you know they hit a super steep goal in like two days' time. I saw that, which was was wow, pretty insane. You know, touching, super touching. um, Yeah, that means a lot, and I don't even know. I wouldn't even pretend to know how to like thank people for that. So I would just say thank you. I I don't know what else to do, and. um, and thanks to those guys too because it wasn't that's something i would never do on my own just because i it's not never have stupid pride or something but <laughs> um no nah, the whole thing's cool but yeah i good, love it i think good friends it,
0: i think it's crazy like life is crazy you just never know you never know what's going to happen like even saying that like you could say that five years ago and you could say that tomorrow like you never know Things are changing Things are always getting better There's like You never know You know what I mean So it's like It's not like the end of a chapter I guess is what I'm saying Like you just gotta kind of Live on the edge And kind of see what happens And stay Mm -hmm. optimistic And um, appreciative I always felt like that Since the way When I grew up like the way i grew up i always had this like looming feeling that everything was going to be bad or go bad or that nothing would ever get good can you really can you no i know what you mean <laughs> that's cuz i grew up in the hood and no one's happy so it's just like i had this pessimism and cloud over me and i just like God, yeah that makes sense it fucking sucks to be like that sometimes and i still have to battle that day to day so it's just not easy i get it um I guess I just want to. I want to uh, just say, if you're out there and you want to help support, those are the links. We'll put them in the. We'll put them up in the comment and everything. It's rad. And uh, actually, I got a question for for Donnie and for you. And this is just a general question, kind of off the subject. I ask everybody this: do, do you pick up pennies? Sure. You. I go out of my way to pick up pennies. I but some when I pick up pennies like I'll, I'll pick them up in the middle of the grocery store you know like how it's awkward you're at the counter and you're getting rang in and shit and I'll see like a penny by someone's foot I'll walk up and grab that penny and I sometimes I'll pick up a penny off the ground and they'll be like they'll be like oh dude was that heads up I'm like what the fuck are you talking
1: about I just well, found, isn't that supposed to be, like, good luck or something?
0: Yeah, but you found money. Isn't that good luck? Now we're splitting hairs? Right, it's good. heads or tails? Good point. That's that's what I that's what I want to get at. Like, that's I always laugh point. at people that are like, dude, it wasn't heads up. I'm like, you found money looking at a fucking gift horse right in the mouth. You're right. <laughs> it's money. <laughs> um, oh, I'm glad that the band died out a little bit. That was, like, a little strange for a while, but...
1: I think we're um, getting ready to, back up, to go back in there, but that's okay.
0: That's all right. I really like this area here. This is like your showroom.
1: Yeah. This is crazy, man.
0: I didn't realize. So, do you bring people back here? You bring um, like accounts here? And have I used to be
1: upstairs. Um, she just let me move down here, and she was super nice about it. Um, Judy Wilson's super cool. Um, so we just—this is kind of new to us. Yeah. But I will definitely try to be, you know, bringing people through here to look at stuff. Because I think sick. it's pretty accommodating and everything, so. And I just moved this thing from my house on Sunday. This couch? Yeah, it's my old couch. It's chilling with the waves in the background. I like the oh, brick yeah. backdrop and the basketball hoop's killing it. Yeah, when I get stressed over there at the desk, I kind of spin around and look at that. Because it, <laughs> it makes me feel, like, kind of comforted.
0: Yeah, fuck yeah. I bought my girl a poster. Um, it was a hand-drawn art. This dude drew, like, a wave with a dude surfing. So sick. She didn't really like it, so I have it, and I'm, I can't wait to frame it and hang it up. I look at it every, every time I pull it out, and I look at it, I'm like, this is so cool. Nice. So calming. I'm like, this is fucking awesome. You got a hammock?
1: Is that yeah. a hammock? Yeah, I kind of dismantled it a little bit, but...
0: Yes. So how, how's, uh, to go back into it a little bit, how's, how's repping working with uh, having uh, like the disability issues? It's okay.
1: You're um, making I have uh, Colin Kennery who works with me. How do and I know that name? Colin he Kennery worked at Eastern Border for a, a long time. He's from Nashua, New Hampshire. That that like whole skate scene. That was my first and, sponsor. And he moved. Uh, he he lived in Providence for the past year. Okay. Okay. With like uh, Tom Johnson and like. Uh, Junior men and, and those guys From Civil Sick. So he's been Around skating You've probably Seen him a bunch Of times um, So yeah So I, I have him To kind of help me out With all the physical Aspects of the whole thing So I'm lucky that way That's um, right And he's super Responsible And super good So That's how I kind of That's re- fucking hard to find I like keep right. everything rolling and Yeah it's good That's rad man That's really rad um,
0: Do you think You'll make it out To the New England AM? Tough
1: call? Uh, It's only going to be like a couple days after my surgery, so I don't think I can.
0: What's the recovery for that? What are they saying?
1: Uh, Well, surgery is this coming Monday, so they kind of want me in bed for at least a week, I guess. So, I I mean, we'll see. I'll have have to play it by ear, I guess, because it's the following Saturday, right? The 22nd. Yeah, it is. You're right.
0: It's coming up so fast. It is. It's crazy. It's... The, I realize, like, as I get older, and the more shit I do, and the more I and the more I enjoy stuff, the faster the time goes. Oh, yeah, dude. Like, literally, I don't know what day of the week it is half the time, and I'm like, how the fuck is it already two weeks from yep. that day? And I'm like, really, fucking flying
1: by. And then it always goes faster. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll try to get there. I would love to get there, but I'd probably just sit there anyway. You're getting a free custard
0: from Shake Shack. That's what I'm saying. That sounds good. I'm hyped for that.
1: They got burgers in there.
0: No burgers this time, but they're going to have um, Carol from the Skater's Edge got a bunch of food trucks to come so people don't have to leave the park. She's got um, the Codfather, the restaurant. They're going to be selling lobster rolls and fucking clam chowder at the park. Wow. Um, I tried really hard to make it an epic event. So Heck yeah, man. It's going to be sick. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess that's about it, man. I mean, we kind of get into it a little bit, and we talked about a lot of really rad shit. And, uh, Should I bring it? my
2: head's trimmer? To the the New England
0: Hook it up? That'd be sick. Just pull it out on the course. (laughs) Is there anything you want to plug, Rob? Like, if anyone wants to... uh... Uh,
1: Solstice Skateboarding. (laughs) Uh, 102 William Street, New Bedford, Massachusetts. JB. Uh, 02740. And then also, um, no problem. Fuck yeah. Craig Hyra, who's the best guy on the
0: planet. He is seriously the best dude. And he has an amazing board collection. He does. Ridiculous. I would also like to say shout out to Mike
1: Lucia Art Freak Tattoo on Street in
0: Fuck yeah Mike. What up homie?
1: Yeah. And I would also like to say hello to France and Wait, who's that? Grandison Tabor. Grandison's the man? Yep, so that's, uh, moodnyc.com, Mood Skateboards. He did our Carl. original A logo for All I Need as well. So Grandison's a genius. Grandison Tabor. He is the man. Yes.
0: <laughs> With
1: Without the youth father. He
0: is, huh? <laughs> yeah, he's had his hand in a little bit of everything. Solstice, he started Solstice. Yep. Fucking man, dude. Donnie, if people want to reach you, how can they reach you? Uh...
1: Uh, Social media. Yeah, I got an Instagram. Yeah, hit yeah, me up on Instagram. Up. Wait, what's that? Just get in touch with me, and I'll put you in touch with
2: Rob. <laughs> Rob's the middleman. Yeah, Where's the middleman. Yeah, I mean, I have an email, but it's kind of a business
0: email. So, so like, uh, is it just Donnie Barley on Instagram? Yeah, yeah. Donnie yeah. Barley on Instagram. yeah Barley. Yep. There's a roll, roll with roll with Rob, right, on Instagram as well. There is. Yeah, follow that. Show support. Okay. Um, and Facebook um, yeah man I'm, I'm hyped you came on the I'm hyped you guys came on and I appreciate it and I think Donnie's gonna come back on right
2: yeah man I wanna come back on I also wanna say Anthony Shetler I'm proud of you dude man he's like Anthony Shetler's been my uh, my little brother but he's like been my little big brother it's crazy <laughs> when you got a young kid that's you know giving you a lot of inspiration and teaching you it's weird it's weird it's mutual man like we've, we've kind of like had a tug of war of influence on each other it's been amazing absolutely it's absolutely. cool it's cool and then I'm uh, uh, you know honored to be here next to my boy Rob share the times with him and uh, thank you Anthony thank you Anthony I
0: appreciate it Rob for sure thank
1: you for sharing man it's fucking awesome you have a really good eye for you have good morals and good ethics thank you I within, within and without you know, inside and outside of skateboarding, and I think that's super important, and I really respect that, and appreciate
0: that. Dude, I appreciate that, that means a lot, man. I, I, I'll tell you this, I try extremely fucking hard, all the time. I know you're doing it, it shows. And I'm not always right, and I'm not always on point, but as I get older, I feel like things are coming together, and I'm understanding myself, and I'm understanding what's important, and I have a deep, deep, deep appreciation for life, not just mine, but others, and everyone, just in general. I'm really happy, I'm really happy that I know so many awesome people, and I'm glad that none of us are, I'm glad that we're all brave, and that's what I. That's why I'm really hyped that we did this podcast, because... I've always talked about my hardships and uh, I think we need to. I think that we need to let we need to be able to share a lot of shit with each other cuz it makes everything that much easier. For a long time I carried a lot of burdens. I carried a lot of burdens on my own, shit that, because I couldn't talk to people about shit that was going on in my life, and it shouldn't be like that, I think the world should be a little different, I think we should be able to talk about this shit, and it's not, everyone goes through hardship and struggle, and it's like, the more we can share with each other, the more we can be in the moment together, the more we can get it out there, the easier it is, And, and it's not about, it's not about the years you live, it's how you live the years, and it's like... You, like I said, I felt like I've lived a lot longer than people because I've tried to appreciate each moment. We all need to do that, man. And and I appreciate you for being strong, man. I, I'm listening to you talk about stuff that I can't even relate to, and and you know, and I'm I'm in awe, man, that you can uh, talk about it and that you're. You know, it's an everyday struggle, and I appreciate that you're uh, coming on the show to talk about it. That's fucking awesome. And there's people out there that can relate, and I know that for a fact. And it takes someone brave enough to be like, this shit is hard, but I'm going to talk about it, put it out there, and, like, you didn't have to. You could have told me no. You could have, you know what I mean? Or, like... I know tons of people that... Don't, I, I tried to get JV on the podcast just to talk to him about skateboarding. And I can't even get him on because he's embarrassed or whatever. I don't even know why. But it's just like, I feel like we need to share more. And I think with the social media, with the technology we have today... Everybody should be transparent, show your heart, show your strength. That's how we're going to succeed, is just show your heart, be transparent, and share. And then we can all we can all be inspired, and that's fucking what's so important to me. And I need oh, yeah. that. I need that from you, I need that from you, and I need that from myself. So I appreciate all you guys very much. Yeah, so You're a good guy with a good soul. Thank you so much. You guys are fucking awesome. And this is an awesome show. So please leave some feedback on iTunes and uh, we'll put all the links up so you can check everything out and uh, don't walk by pennies please pick those motherfuckers up because if you walk by them you're not appreciating that shit pick those motherfuckers up I don't care if they're on the tails or not pick them up finding money is good luck fools thank you peace face, peace thanks for the band too we should plug them but they I think it's donkey dick that's their name
2: donkey dick Hang on, brothers and sisters, liberation is near. It's almost time. Oh, you, Nine, Hell yeah! Eight,
0: say come eight, on. do all my people, where you six, at? Put your fist up. Five, five, six, we gon' twist up. Four, four. Say come on, four. Four. come on. Experience four. the train. Hot board. Come, come on. Experience
1: rocking with the reed.
0: Black, Sean, E.